drive, gets inside, leans in, knocked away, it's stolen by Holiday. Now up for the layup, oh, blocked by James. To Curry, way down top, bang, bang. the Tiger. This time I'm sick. Zion's gonna want out soon. Here's the thing, I don't think the front office of that organization, of that New Orleans organization, knows what the heck they're doing. What can I say? Mamba out. What's up, ladies and gents? We're back for another podcast episode, but this podcast episode is different. Hey, I'm coming to you live from a Wednesday morning rather than a Tuesday, but... This actually worked out better because we got some of the best news of last night heading into today, and that is the Christian Wood signing. The Lakers have signed Christian Wood. Now, I could make this a regular podcast episode and go into depth about all the other stuff in the NBA. I get that. It's kind of fitting right now. I could still do that, but I don't want to do that. Today's podcast episode, and you guys have already read the title, made a scripture, whatever. But today's podcast is going to be understanding why the Los Angeles Lakers signed Christian Wood and how this will be so beneficial for both sides. And whether you hate Rob Polinka or you love the man, either way, he may be considered this offseason genius and a brilliant man that has caught so much flack and just so much heat for his questionable decisions and pretty much bowing down to LeBron James, if you want to call it that. That's been all the criticism. That's been what's going around. Have I been the biggest fan of Rob Polinka? No, but I respect him as he could have been one of the best GMs this offseason due to all the moves he made and how much money he actually spent. I'm going to get to that in a bit. Uh, We're going to be talking about the Lakers. We're going to go over their potential season they can have. I want to give you guys their updated roster. I want to give you guys some contracts. This is beyond impressive. Beyond impressive. You guys know where to find me. You guys can find me on X. Remember X? Uh, You can find me on X at Courtside Heat. You can find me on Instagram at Courtside Heat NBA, Facebook, which would be at Courtside Heat. So that is where we are at. That's how you can find me. You guys know how to find the podcast. You guys know how to find the podcast. The podcast everywhere. I don't care if it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, um, Twitter, or now known as X. I may even start posting some of it to Instagram. The IGTV. Very interested. Don't know um, if I'm going to be doing that yet or not. But that is where we're at right now. I'm just going to be ramping it up. And I'm also very excited, boys. Not only for Christian Wood, because I love Christian Wood, but because NBA 2K24 is coming out. And that is coming out September 7th, 9 p.m. Mount Standard Time. Or 12 a.m. September 8th, East Coast Time. 
I'll be able to get so much good content for you guys. I'm going to be grinding it out. I'm going to try to pump out as much content as I humanly can. I just want you guys to know that. So, that is where we're at on that side of things. So, now, I just want to get right into Christian Wood, the Los Angeles Lakers. He is now a former Dallas Maverick. They're going to make this signing official relatively soon. But I do want to get to the contract details. So, if you guys are not aware of the contract details, Christian Wood... Signed a two-year, $5.7 million deal with Los Angeles. This deal does include a player option. This is a very, very cheap deal. A very, very cheap deal. It's only costing them 2.85 for this season. Do you know how ridiculously cheap that is for a solid, gifted player like Christian Wood? Who's averaging what? 16 and 7 a game? My man's scoring 16 points. Hold on. Christian Wood stats. I think it's like 16 7. It's not like that. 16 4. Yeah, it's 16.6 and 7.3 with almost two assists. This man's shooting 51.5% from the field, 37.6% from deep. And you got him for nothing. 2021, he was making 13 million. Now, Come the soon to be twenty eight year old is now only gonna be making two point eight five mil. Do you guys know how kinda of insane that is? You're getting the type of modern big man who can be a traditional big man but also can extend his extend his range beyond the three point arc. So I just want to put that out there. And that's something I was not expecting to see. Like When I saw Christian Wood was going to sign, I knew it was going to be a multi-year deal. I just thought it was going to be a little higher. Maybe that's on me. I didn't think it was going to be that low. But they got a steal. And that's to the credit of Rob Planka picking up on that situation. And... Christian Wood probably took the pay cut not because he wasn't going to be able to sign somewhere else or he couldn't get a little more money. I think it's because the man wanted to really, really play for the Lakers. Because number 35 said at 8.06 p.m. on Axe, which was viewed over by a million people, that, quote, it's always been my dream to be a Laker, and he has the gold and purple hearts. End quote. You know, we updated his profile early that morning to just wait, and now you have that big news. I have no idea why Christian Wood to the Lakers was announced so late last night. But I'm not going to complain. I'm happy that he is able to pick up a new team. Because you just, I, I, you didn't know. It was very quiet. It was very quiet. But this is just so strategic and so smart. And so, thought, so well thought out that I give this an A 
for the Lakers and also for Christian Wood. But how does this benefit the Los Angeles Lakers? So, this deal does benefit. This is very beneficial for the soon-to-be 28-year-old, Mr. 16-7. But, how does this help the Lakers? This helps the Lakers because now he's able to help them stretch the floor in the front court. Also, one of the reasons why they sign Jackson Hayes. And if we're going to speak about Anthony Davis, which I want to touch to, I'm just going to touch to it now. Anthony Davis also benefits from this deal because he now won't have to play so many minutes at the center position. And it was very smart for them to not only acquire Jackson Hayes, but now also get another big man that can be a stretch player. I want you guys to know how amazing that is. And they signed Jackson Hayes to a two-year, $4.6 million contract. He'll be making two point three, A little less than Wood. I don't know if his deal includes a player option. I would assume so. But to have the contract... To have the contract, player option... For Christian Wood, it's very smart on the Lakers end. Because if he doesn't work out in the season, that's fine. They could, they could flip him for very... He's very cheap. They'd be able to flip him. I just want to see Jackson Hayes' contract real quick. Because I want to see if there's a player option. I would assume so, but sometimes I should not be making assumptions. Right? But... Yep. He has that player option. Which, if he accepts the player option, he would be receiving $2.4 million. He's only 23 right now. Remember, he was a former 8th overall pick in his respective draft class. So, the Lakers, and for Anthony Davis, they're set, man. Adding Christian Wood is not that it's a very, very good move. And I know people were shocked by that. I didn't have him going to the Lakers. Well, I really didn't know what was gonna happen because I didn't know if he was gonna cooperate with the Mavericks to find a deal. But now why would teams want to try to find a deal, find a trade that works for the Mavericks when they just sign them on their own, no strings attached, for way less. They don't have to get by any picks or a bench player. A guy is averaging, like, what, three points? Like, I don't know, five, ten, I don't know. But you just don't want to give that up. That's too much value. Not saying Christian Wood ain't worth it, but knowing that he's on the free market, that he's on the available market, that's nice. Um, that That's very nice. So, I I really do like where we're heading with this. I really do like where we're going with this. And there's many... There's many pros and cons to Christian Wood's game. But because he would schematically fit in with this team. And he could build the chemistry of this team. You take... You you take a look at him. And because he can relieve Anthony Davis. And there's a little bit less 
wear and tear on him when he's playing the five, that helps. That 100% helps. And I would, and I'm very encouraging you guys to be very positive on this because you see a guy that could be a two-way player as well. Is his defense the greatest thing ever? No, but you take his impressive ability to tack off the dribble. You take that. And the way he makes defenses shake, buckle under pressure or something. And he's a very good spacer. Very good spacer. And he can attack smaller defenders. So if you're going and you want to go beyond his capabilities of shooting, which has been proven through his statistics when he got that great chance, that great opportunity, that lucky chance by the Detroit Pistons. You've been able to see his growth and continuation of who he is as a scorer. But now you know that he has a little bit of a bag. He can assess a defense, especially when he goes into drop coverage, whatever it is. He can make smaller, smaller defenders pay. And he's able to space. He's able to stretch the floor very well. And this helps one of your key franchise players who you just locked up to an unearthly amount of money. Sorry, I take a drink. That is very beneficial because you want to preserve the health and back basketball life expense. Expense. No, oh my basketball life expense. Forget about his basketball career because you have several more years. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, don't. If I can't pronounce certain words, that's just who I am. I'm trying to work on it. Sorry. But no. So you have the here and now, but you also have the future. And I'm not saying that when he opts in, they're going to give him a new deal. I don't know how it goes. I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to say, look, this is, they're now going to be a winning championship team, a winning playoff team. I'm not going to say that all because Christian Wood signed. He's a good, solid piece, don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to light the flames, not going to light a passion in your guys' hearts that this is now going to take him to a being a playoff team to a championship caliber team. All because they signed my man Christian Wood. I love Christian Wood, but we got to keep that reality check and not buy all the hype and just be in our feelings right now, if you know what I mean. But a very smart strategic move for the Lakers because this not only benefits him, the individual, but this also benefits the team, affects the team. And this is very positive, very positive. So I think we're very, very lucky, or real Lakers fans, to get the opportunity to have Christian Wood. And this is a guy I always wanted to be a Los Angeles Laker. He just tweet, he tweeted last night. Like, I think this is one of the greatest things ever. And I and I mean that in the perspective of 
how cheap they got a 16-7 guy for, what they'll be able to use him for, and it's one of those signings where you're taking a little to no risk given how much money is just flowing through guys now, flowing through teams, through their payroll, just for one guy, a couple guys. So what, 2.85 a year? That ain't nothing, man. That's nothing. So this is very little risk, but a lot of upside, a lot of reward. So the risk-to-reward ratio is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. At least, that is my opinion. Christian Wood's always been a guy that I backed. He's always been a guy I backed. I backed him when he was with the Pistons. I backed him when he got the opportunity with the Rockets. I backed him when he was with the Mavericks. The Mavericks really did not know how to utilize him. They didn't know how to utilize him. Sure, injuries got in the way. Sure, there wasn't that spark of chemistry that you would like to have. There just wasn't that flow and continuity. Sure. But I don't think either side was really enjoying each other's company. Quote, unquote, company. Whatever you want to say. So, it's all well and good to blame the Mavericks solely. But there's a reason why they did this. And Christian Wood was not always the best when he played for the Dallas Mavericks. I do just want to put that out. I really do just want to put that out. And I'm looking at his stats right now. I get that he played 67 games, 26 minutes. He did have 16-7 with great shooting splits, with solid shooting splits, but it just what they just weren't feeling it. Something happened internally that exploded externally. We may never know the full story, but they were not going to pay his huge contract. They did not want to pick him up. And for the Mavericks, if you knew he was going sideways and you didn't really want him to be around, why didn't you get something for him? Was the market not there? The market may have simply not been there. Where he was good, injuries came up. His play was up and down. It was swinging side to side where it just wasn't consistently good or bad. It was just taking highs and lows, a lot of dips. So it could have been one of those things. But you're telling me you couldn't get him for a couple of picks? Like a first rounder? Is he worth a first rounder? I think he would be worth a first rounder down like four to five years pick something up, try to get it, maybe get a bench player. You don't, you just never know because this is a guy averaging 15-7, one and a half with solid shooting splits per game. So I think we have to consider that, but the Mavericks let him go for nothing. They let him walk for nothing, which you knew he wasn't going to opt in. Why would he opt in? Why would he be nice to a team that literally hated his guts and say, we want nothing to do with you. We're not resigning you. Go. Leave. You don't benefit us. And given their guard play, given the way they construct their lineups, it, it, does, it doesn't really shock me at all. I understand Kapula because it didn't work out for Javel either. And he was a big man. He's not... To the capabilities of Christian Wood, he's a traditional center. 
Travel McGee is. He's a traditional big man who will occasionally hit a few frees if it has to come down to that. But it didn't work for him either. I think it goes down to the way Jay's kids coaches his team, how Mark Cuban wants that team, how Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic wants that team to be. So there's all these different dynamics. And I don't think players like JaVale McGee and Christian Wood really fit it fit in well. Like it just never sat well. It just never coagulated correctly. So they just unwalk. Could they have gotten some from? Potentially, but I think maybe they've reached out to a few teams, reached around in the league, try to poke in teams' interest, but I don't think they got anything because teams were smart enough to realize if we just want him, we just go no- negotiate with him and his agent. We just negotiate with him. And now we're just talking about money and not other assets like draft capital or um, bench players or whatever it be. But if you're just talking about financials and not going to other assets, that's cool, that's fine, that's straight up. And it can't get dicey or it can't take an extended amount of time. Like, it's not prolonged, if that makes sense. So that's kind of where we're at with the Mavericks and Christian Wood. It was in the ugliest divorce I've ever seen. Anything that involves Ben Simmons or James Harden or really anyone that possesses their professionalism traits or just how they view themselves as superstars and just able to force their ways out of a franchise is always a messy divorce. And I bring them up because they're the most recent ones. I bring them up because they're the most recent ones. So, on the end of the Mavericks, that's pretty much all I have for the Mavericks. I don't know where they go from here. We're not making a video about, or episode about them. I'm really just talking about the Lakers. Talking about Christian Wood. Anthony Davis was thrown into the mix. Jackson Hayes. Like, we have guys like that. Um, I want to talk about Rob Palenka, because I, I know I got into it a bit, but I didn't get into it fully. So, the Suns biased in me. The Suns biased in me. Hates the, um... Los Angeles Lakers. I just do. I'm not a fan of the LA Lakers. I'm not a fan of many teams because I'm a fan of the Phoenix Suns. But as a person needs to take it from different perspectives and different lens and just trying to see the bigger picture, I come to understand that, okay, this works, that doesn't work. And something that does work is Rob Palenka. Now, there were some times where he completely missed on a transaction. If we want to go down the trade route, Russell Westbrook. Would Buddy Hill be any better? That's, that, you can't determine that. You That's undecided. But, Russell Westbrook was a failure. And I know if I went down this entire pass, we could uncover more Bad trades, bad decisions, right? Signing, stuff like that. 
Even got so bad for him, even his, his own fan base was clowning him and questioning him. And many people still do that, but I suddenly pump the brakes on that, take her foot off the pedal, gas pedal, and we now say, okay, this was a very, very good year, a very good off season for Rob Palenka. Because Palenka may have been the best GM this off season. And something that just keeps popping in my brain is the money side of it. Is the money side of it. So, I think the Lakers won for agency this offseason. Let's go through with it. Let's go through with it. Gabe Vincent was signed for three years, $34 million. Roy Hachimura, four years, $51 million. Torian Prince, one year, $4.5 million. Cam Reddish, two years, $4.6 million. Jackson Hayes, same contract as Cam Reddish, two years, $4.6 million. D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell, two years, $37 million. Austin Reeves, four years, $56 million. And Christian Wood, two years, $5.7 million. I know people are going to be saying, that's such a bad contract for Austin Reeves. Well, the way he's playing right now, a guy like him only going for $14 million as a futures prospect and what he's been doing on the international scene and in the national scene has been phenomenal. It's been pretty eye-opening, especially if you were keeping track of the Lakers and the NBA last season. So $14 mil ain't bad for a guy like Austin Rees because he's in the starting lineup. He's able to be what the Lakers want him to be, what LeBron James wants him to be, what Anthony Davis wants him to be. So there's all that, and he's only 25. And this is a guy that broke out in 2022-23, averaging great shooting splits and solid points and all these different statistical categories. He had 13 points, 3 assists, 3 rebounds in 28.8 minutes. I think people forget how good he... I'm not saying people forget, but... There comes a certain point where it's like... Okay, I didn't know the young fella had that in him. Trust me. The Phoenix Suns would know how many times he got to the line... But when a guy shoots 53% from the field and 40% from deep, and he's converting on his free throws, that's huge. And he kicked it in. He kicked it in the in the postseason. He had 17 points in the postseason, four rebounds, four assists. Like he was really doing well. And yes, did they get swept by the by the Nuggets? Sure. But in the 16 games for the postseason, they, they did pretty well. They did pretty well. If you take all of his postseason games. I'm, I'm just saying, uh, he's really blossoming into something good. Like, he's really turning his career to the better. And in, in, in the... Uh, not second. No, I'm sorry. San Antonio Spurs, they were going to come after him with $100 million. They were coming at him with big-time offer sheets. And the Lakers were not having it. They were ready to just sign him to $100 million, $90 million, whatever it was going to be, $80 million. But it was going to be more than the $56 million that was agreed upon 
between L.A. and Reeves. So when you look at all of this, and you see what Gabe Vincent did for the Miami Heat, how he had a breakout season. I know it ended bad in the NBA Finals, but come on. You took a, you took like eight to nine undrafted players to the NBA Finals with Bam and Jimmy Butler, and there was no Tyre Hero, just wasn't good, could not really play. And now you take one of those guys, who now has a little more experience, and now you're saying, okay, you're going to back up D'Lo in the, at the number one. At the one, right? Royal Hachimura, three years, $51 million. It's a lot of money. But in the NBA world, it's really not because it's $17 million. And right now, Royal Hachimura, Royal Hachimura, Royal Hachimura, is their starting power forward. Behind him is Jared Vanderbilt. But Royal Hachimori, Rory is just, he, he broke out. That last season earned them that bag. Last season secured it. And you're like, all he did was average 9.6 points, 4.7 rebounds. How's that special? I think we missed the bigger, I think we missed the bigger picture. It's what he did beyond beyond the stats and by the way if you combine everything because from when he was traded from the Wizards to the Lakers he averaged in those 63 games 11 points four and a half rebounds and almost one assist and in the postseason those 16 games pretty pretty nice right so I'm just saying, if you take the regular season and postseason, you're looking at these ESPN stats, and you're just like, okay, you could work with him, but it goes beyond the stats. He just fits in, and you run that risk on him. You just run that risk. Because I, I really do, I really do believe it was the right decision. Like, Rob Polinka. Is is a good GM who's starting to hit on this because because Roy Hachimura, real quick, if he could shoot like he did in prior seasons, and he's able to prove himself in the postseason, one of the major reasons why they paid as they the reason why they paid as much they did. To secure Rory long term is because not only is his length good, but because of the wing depth. Because he's a solid wing player. And he had a very, very good productive season. Very, very good. So, and they gave up a bag of chips for him. It was three second rounders and Kendrick Nunn. No disrespect to none, but isn't he the guy averaging like a point per game? I don't even know if he's still on a team. Hold on, I'm looking this up right now because I, I honestly don't know. The 28-year-old averaged, okay, no, no, I was wrong, I was wrong. So he averaged 7.5 points in 14 minutes. But he's not like when he was with the Heat. But even then, was it really that good? I don't know. Like Kendrick Nunn, 
used to be good, but now he's not really. But again, he's not he's not that he's not it's like he's the worst, but he's also not the best. But I'm never gonna count him out because you just never know. You just never know. Anyways, we're not talking about Kendrick Nunn. We're not talking about Kendrick Nunn right now. I'm not going to talk about Kendrick Nunn. But I know there's a guy out there that just averages a point per game, and I found the funniest thing ever. Found the funniest thing ever. But no, then you see these other deals. And the Lakers also wanted Cam Reddish, former New York Nick. Knicks didn't value him anymore, but the Lakers did. And Darvin Ham, I think, loves him. I think the team loves him. And it makes sense why you got Cam Reddish. He'll fit in. Same with Jackson Hayes. Same with Tarrant Prince. It just makes sense. And I think Prince immediately signed after getting cut by the Timberwolves. I believe so. Anyways. Just because I want to put this in perspective of how good Rob Plink has been for the Lakers this offseason. Here is the Lakers updated roster. Point guard, D'Angelo Russell, Gabe Vincent, Jalen Hulashafino. And Jalen is a former outside lottery pick. He was a top 20 pick, seven, uh, pick number 17 to be exact, if I recall it correctly. Shooting guard. Shooting guard is Austin Reese and Max Christie. Small forward. LeBron James, Cam Reddish, Tari Prince, Maxwell Lewis. Power forward. Roy Hachimura, Jared Vanderbilt. Center. Anthony Davis, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes. When you see the starting lineup to the second unit to even the third unit, there's going to be holes, there's going to be ups and downs, there's going to be massive successes and failures, whatever you want to do, however you want to picture it. This is still a very solid team with depth, and not cruddy depth, not crappy depth. No, solid depth that you can trust guys to play together and to sustain leads and mount comebacks and all this other stuff. Right, but their starting lineup of D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, LeBron James, Roy Hachimura is pretty nice. Hold on, I have to make sure I'm looking at. Hold on, I have to make sure I'm looking at the right roster because I'm gonna go to the athletic one real quick because I'm pretty sure uh, Christian Woods getting the start, but. I want to make sure. I want to give you guys the correct information, but I could have sworn I saw in a graph. Pardon me, in a graphic that he was starting. Yes. So per the Athletic last night, their projected starting lineup is D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Christian Wood. Their backcourt and frontcourt. Is so phenomenal. The pick and roll opportunities, the amount of pick and pop or pick and roll chances Christian Woods gonna get. He's become a threat. That he's gonna be a pick and pop and pick and roll threat. 
And this takes stress off LeBron. This takes stress off of Anthony. This takes the stress off a lot of guys. Even if they're not starting. Or even have a minimum role. So. That's where we're on that end. So I just want to put this into perspective. I want to kind of put us in the right mindset, in the right thinking. Because I do want to give credit to Rob Polinka, because I think Rob Polinka has done a great job. Also, one of the final things I'm going to say in this podcast episode before I wrap it up, and this is going to end like around 40 minutes, but I don't want to talk about this topic too long. I don't want to bore you guys. But the last thing I'm going to say is I still believe that the Los Angeles Lakers can win 48 games. I'm predicting them to win 48 games. If you guys have not listened to that podcast episode, I definitely would recommend. That came out um, That came out August 21st. Uh, title is called Massive Breakdown, predicting each team's 23-24 record. The following day I came out predicting every 23-24 award winner. This is something interesting, something interesting indeed. I only say that because I, I, I put that out there that I think the Lakers can win 48 games. I think it's stronger. I think they have a strong chance to winning 50 games to 48, which is a good increase. So I still believe the Lakers win 48 games. Do I think they could go to 50? Yes, but don't roll it out. I'm telling you, this chemistry, this signing, this is going to be something else. This is going to be a little different. This is going to be something that's going to be talked about. In Los Angeles, within those groups, and within the NBA community, the circles, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, however you want to phrase it, it don't matter. This is going to be very, very well for my man Christian Wood and for my rivals, the Los Angeles Lakers. Who's also in the Pacific Division, by the way, I just want to throw that out. I don't know if you guys really care about that the way I do. Anyways, we all have our things that we hold near and dear. Anyways, um, that's where we'll be at. And can I just say this, West? It's just going to be really, really tough. You just take the Pacific Division with the Lakers, Warriors, Clippers, Kings. Then you have the Phoenix Suns. Like This is going to be brutal for West teams. But it's also going to be brutal for the Phoenix Suns. It's going to be a fun challenge. But at least we'll also upgrade. And I think this is... I think all the moves Rob Polinka made... I think all the moves Rob Polinka made... And facilitated... Is something... I don't know. We haven't... No, no other team did that. Like I know you had the draft... You have to have that play in effect a role. But besides the draft and some signings, like there was stuff like the Suns sign uh the Suns training for Brad Beal for what, a bag of chips? Like I remember it was just like some picks, Landry Shamit, who we wanted to get rid of anyways, and Chris Paul, who we just wanted to dump that contract. That was a steal. That was pretty nice. There have been some moves. There has been some transactions. I was like, it made sense why they traded for him or why they signed for him or signed him. But I think Rob Polinka is probably the best GM, had the best GM grade. I'll give like an A. A plus. 
somewhere around there, on just what he did, right? I would do that. I think that's completely valid. I think that's completely fair because this off season was very rewarding for not only him but for the players involved, for the organization. It's just going to grow their culture. It's going to grow their mindset. It's going to grow everything from the inside out. Now, if they implode, I have no idea what to tell you. Anyways, guys, this is all I got for today's podcast episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Again, if you guys are new to the podcast, thank you for um, sticking around for the ride. I truly do appreciate it. If you guys are here for the ride, you guys have been sticking around for a long time, thank you. I appreciate you guys. I really do. I appreciate when I when I get all the listeners I can. I just want to keep putting out good content for you guys. If you guys are coming back, if you guys are enjoying it, then that makes me very happy. But if you guys have not listened to my last podcast episode, I definitely would recommend listening to that podcast episode because we came out. I came out of that on Monday, and we talked about FIBA. We talked about Eric Lewis, but most importantly, I talked about Trey Young and why he should go to the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know if that changes now just because of what's going on, but I think Rob Palenka can sweet-talk his way into getting Trey Young, and if Trey Young uses some of his leverage that he has against the Atlanta Hawks, maybe that can happen, maybe it can, but I would go listen to that podcast episode for my more in-depth, more detailed uh, details and my knowledge on it and what I'm thinking, just spitballing here, spitballing. Well, guys, with that being said, this is all I got for today's podcast episode. Peace out. Enjoy the rest of the week. Remember, 2K24, a day away now, or two days, technically, if you're on the East Coast. Whatever. Peace out, everyone. See ya.